You're listening to the Weekly Partial Podcast with Ari Goldweg, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shemesh, Israel 5783, 2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Emor, and although most of the Parsha speaks about the Kohanim, the priests, I'd like to take us to the end of the Parsha, and the Torah gives us a story that happened by Eitzhi ben Isha Yisraelis, a particular man who was the son of a Jewish woman. However, he was the son also of an Egyptian man, and he was the product of a extramarital affair, and uh, he had been conceived and born in Egypt, and at this point in time, so he was upset. Unfortunately, well, explain exactly what he was upset about, but what ended up happening was that there was an argument between him and another person, a regular Jewish person, a full-fledged Jewish person, both from the mother and the father. And he ended up cursing Hashem. He ended up directing his ire and his anger about his situation. Exactly what the story is is not so relevant to me at this moment. But because he was upset at Hashem, he was upset at God, perhaps for his because of his situation, his spiritual situation, he cursed Hashem. And the Torah describes how he was instructed by Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu was instructed to take this individual... And uh, because he had cursed Hashem, which is a terrible, terrible travesty, so he was killed. He was brought out and killed. Now, the measure focuses in on the concept of being brought out, because it says, This particular person, the son of an extramarital affair, he was he went out. And then in the end, the Pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu brings him out in order to mete out the punishment upon him. And so our Medjur speaks about the concept of going out in a very interesting context, and then brings it back to our story and teaches us a very fundamental lesson. And we will see that there's a lot of things that we can derive and understand and, and apply for ourselves in this Medrash. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia had the following machlekes about an understanding in a verse in Tehillim, in Psalms. It says like this, There's a concept of going out. We're going to see what is the essence of going out. What does it mean that the, this guy went out? And what does it mean in other contexts? And how will it apply to us? There's a Pasuk in the elements in Psalms, and that Pasuk says, it's not so clear exactly what it's saying. It says, Saviv around Rishayim, the wicked, Yishalachun, shall go. Now, who's going here? Are the wicked going around, or are there others that are going around the wicked? So that's what the Machlegis Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia is, and let's see, it's very interesting. Saviv Rishayim at Tzadikim Yishalachun, says Rabbi Yehuda, that the Pasuk is saying that the wicked, they remain in their place, and the righteous walk around them. What does this mean? There's a moment in time where the righteous are sitting in Gan Eden. They're sitting in paradise. They're sitting in the Garden of Eden. And they leave. They leave that location. We could say maybe Hashem brings them. It's not exactly clear, but they leave 
Gan Eden, paradise, and they go to the area of Gehenim, of hell, and there they look at the wicked, and they see the wicked being judged. Navsham Semecha Aleim. And when the righteous see this, they are joyous for themselves. They appreciate more, we could say. They appreciate the paradise that they're experiencing even more because they realize that they could also have ended up in Gehenim, in hell. If they had followed a path of Yitzhahara, of evil inclination, of following their desires in this world, they could have ended up in the same place. So they appreciate by leaving paradise to go to to witness what's going on in the opposite of paradise, they appreciate more that which they have. So at that moment, the tzaddikim give appreciation, they express their appreciation to God because they had troubles in this world. They had difficulties, instead of experiencing the troubles of the next world, the spiritual troubles of Gehenim, of hell, they experienced difficulties in the physical realm, which compared to the spiritual realm are negligible. Pasuk says in Isaiah, when it speaks about the fact that in the future world, so there'll be a going out, a, a leaving of one's place for the righteous in order to witness the state of those who didn't act righteously in their life. So in those verses, it's in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 24. So there's another Pesach in Yeshai in Isaiah in chapter 12, verse 1. It says that on that day, which is a reference to the day of reckoning, the day of full awareness of reality, the day of the of Mashiach, on the, time, the times of the Messiah or the times of the next world, there's a thanking. The righteous thank Hashem because of their Yisurin, because of their difficulties in this world. They thank Hashem that they didn't have to experience any difficulties in the spiritual realm. So, Yashiv Abcha, Pasuk says also there in that verse in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1, Yashiv Abcha, so there's a, there's a recognition of the difficulties that the righteous went through, and there's a recognition that now, at the moment of judgment, there's going to be anger, on the nations of the world, which represent those who followed their evil inclination, who followed the ways of the world, which are the ways of wickedness. And I will be, I will be consoled. Meaning, when a person experiences difficulties in this world, it's very easy to be sad. Maybe Hashem doesn't love me. Maybe, maybe uh, why? Why is my lot? Why doesn't it look good in this world? Why are we singled out for hatred and animosity from the Ummah from the nations of the world? But there's a recognition at the at the end point that all of our difficulties were for our good, as Hashem meets out judgment on on that great judgment day. Emosai, when is this time? When does this happen? When is it that there's a recognition? When is there a going out of the righteous from their place in paradise to recognize the good that they received in having received difficulties in this world and the negative consequences of the wicked, 
of their actions. When is this? When does this contemplation take place? So when we go back to the verse in Tehillim, in Psalms chapter twelve, verse nine, it says "Kirum Zulus," which is an interesting phrase, which we're going to darshan. The measure is going to explain a few times, a few different ways, but it's all going to come down to the same idea. Kirum Zulus. The word kirum means it's going to be darshaned in two different ways. One way is a raising up. When there's a raising up kirum, ram means to raise up. There's a kirum, which means raising up, but there's also a kerem. The same word, if we take out the vowels, we can read it as kerem, which means a vineyard. So we, we darshan it in both ways. When Hashem raises up the embarrassed, the lowly vineyard, Am Yisrael, the Jewish people is referred to as God's vineyard. Right? God planted and cultivated us for thousands of years. There's a, there's a raising up of the Jewish people which happens with the advent of the Messiah, with Mashiach's arrival. And there's a, a bringing into reality, there's a bringing into reality of a recognition that the Jewish people are God's embarrassed, embarrassed vineyard. We find the Jewish people referred to as the vineyard. As the verse says in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 5 verse 7. The, the vineyard of God, the Lord of hosts, is the house of Israel. The man of Judah, perhaps another reference to the Jewish people or perhaps a reference to Mashiach is the one who he has planted as his plaything we are we are that which is planted we are that which is rooted we are that which is God's shashua he works through us we could say okay so in this version Rabbi Yehuda's version which was everything that we said until now the the Jewish people, the righteous, they leave their place, they re- leave their exalted sense of spirituality, let's say, and they they take a tour of what it looks like for those who didn't, and they appreciate the good that they have, which is a result of the difficulties. They recognize that the difficulties themselves produce this state of bliss that they're in now. So Ibn Nechemia said to Rabbi Yehuda, it's the other opinion, Rabbi Nechemia says, I, I don't agree with your interpretation of this verse. He said, So your explanation is that the righteous go around the wicked. But it should have said then, around the wicked. So it sounds from the simple understanding of the verse, Says from the Chemia that who is going around? It's not the it's not the righteous going around the wicked, but it's the wicked going around the righteous. What does this mean? Pasuk says, not that the righteous go around to see the wicked, but the wicked go around to see the righteous. Okay, sad. How does this work? There's an opposite action that takes place. The action that takes place is that the wicked leave their place in Gehenna. 
in order to properly appreciate and in order to properly, I would say, fully, fully understand the results of their actions. So the wicked, they get to see the result of the, the tzaddikim, the, the righteous people's actions. They see them sitting. The wicked see the righteous sitting in paradise. And they have tremendous pain. Excuse me, this is what it means in the verse in Tehillim. Chapter 112, verse 10. The, the wicked one, he will see and he will be, he will be angry. Ultimately, everyone will truly see. I mean, it could be that this is, they're both true. It could be that both Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Nechemiah are correct. That each one goes out of his place. But we need to understand what it means to go out of his place. What does it mean that the righteous goes out of his place? What does it mean that the wicked one goes out of his place? Why are they leaving where they are? What does that mean? Clearly, what we do see very clearly is that there's a certain recognition, a deeper recognition, that the the individual needs to experience by leaving where they are and experiencing where somebody else is. Amosai says, Reb Nechemiah, when does this take place? Kirum Zulus. Same, same verse, Kirum Zulus. Another explanation of this, There's an, uh, an exaltation, uh, a raising up of a certain aspect called Zulus. Zulus is a language of Zol, which means something that that's, seems to be insignificant. What is it that seems to be insignificant? That the Rishon, the wicked, the re- wicked recognize, they didn't recognize in this world. But there's a recognition in the world to come. Whether it's in the times of Mashiach, in the times of the Messiah, or whether it's in the, the state of Om Haba, the future world. There's a recognition that something that they put down, the wicked put down, that's what's truly raised and truly important. What is that? Malacha What's it referring to? It's referring to the mitzvahs, the commandments, the wicked nations of the world who decreed upon the Jewish people. They, they lowered. They said, you can't do circumcision in our European countries. It's barbarism. You can't do shechita. You can't slaughter. It's barbarism. All of the things that we hold dear, that the Torah commands us, that God says are valuable, the nations of the world forbade us from doing. They, they tortured us for doing. Let's see. Malacha Yoytze Lisakel. There's another going out over here. There's an individual going out. Why are you going out to be stoned by the, by the nations of the world? Al Shamalti Esmini. It was forbidden for me to circumcise my child. Malacha Yoytze Lisarif. Why are you going out to be burned at the stake? Al Shashamartias Shabbos, because I kept the Sabbath. Malacha Yetzi Leharig, Ashachalti Matzah. Why are you going out to be killed? Because I, I followed the commandments of the Torah. And the nations of the world, they decreed upon me that I shouldn't do that. They made it forbidden for me to do that. They took it out. 
because I made a sukkah. because I took a lula al shinachti because I put on my tefillin al shitalti tchelis. I put on tzitzis. Because I fulfilled the will of my Father in heaven. The verse in Zechariah, in Zechariah chapter 13, verse 6, speaks about the, the, the nations of the world will see. Interestingly, sadly, the nations of the world use this verse to prove their, uh, something about their false, false idolatry, which we won't get into. But what the verse is actually talking about is the nations of the world looking at the Jew and seeing the, the, the pain that we've gone through the fact that we were burnt at the stake, the, pa- the fact that we were killed, for what? The end of the verse says, the end of this verse says, What are these wounds on your hands? I was struck in the house of those who love me. What does it mean? It means that I was struck out of love, so to speak, I was struck out of hatred by the Ummah Sa'ilam, by the nations of the world, because they didn't respect and understand the value of the Torah and the mitzvahs. If anything, they were jealous of the fact that I was fulfilling the word of God, and they, they were denying that I was the chosen nation. But the very, the very getting struck, the very fact that we were struck because of the mitzvahs, was in a certain sense a raising up of the value of the mitzvah. By the fact that we were struck and killed and endured terrible hardships and inquisitions because of our commitment to Tyra. That itself was something. This is what brought about my sacrifice for God, my commitment to, to Hashem, to His commandments, to fulfilling those commandments no matter what, was what brought about my beloved status in front of Hashem. The very difficulties and challenges that I went through, the very the very fact that I was tortured, maimed and murdered by the nations of the world for the mitzvahs, is that was that was punishments in this world. That was difficulties in this world which took away the difficulties and the sadness and the darkness in the world to come. And finally, the Medrash comes back to to the story of this of this person who was the product of this illicit relationship, whose mother was a Jewish woman, whose father was an Egyptian, who had complained and cursed God. Here we come back and we say, look, there's a raising up, there's a taking out, right? When something is raised up, it's taken out of where it is, and it's, the attention is drawn to that thing. Kirum Zulus is a reference to the fact that there's a raising up of this individual, of this person who complains, who he's called a mamzer in a certain sense. He's a product of an illicit relationship. And we see there's a karman shalom zerim, there's a karam, there's a vineyard. We see in a vineyard, what's a vineyard? It's something that's planted and developed, and we taste the fruits, we enjoy the, the, the grapes, we enjoy the grape juice, we enjoy the, the wine. We see by the product 
what was at the, the root, what was planted. What is being taken out? What is the product of this illicit relationship? It's, it's a human being. It's a person who ultimately denies Hashem, right? Because in an, in an illicit relationship, what happens is that there's a d- denial of my circumstances and who God placed me with and a desire for someone to be with somebody else that, that that's not appropriate for them. So what's planted in that denial is a child who also denies that the reality, that, that Hashem is the reality, that everything that's in their lives is from God. And the result is that Moshe Rabbeinu says, take out this person who cursed God. Take him out. Raise him up. Let everyone see what is the result of an illicit relationship. What is the result of a person whose foundation is, is founded in denial of Hashem? The result is destruction. So this is very interesting and deep, and what is the message here of this Medrash? And from what I can understand here in this Medrash, is that there's a taking out. There's a going out. What is the concept of going out? There's a... a, Sometimes we don't see when we're inside. When we're inside of something, we don't see things properly. We don't have the full perspective. The Medjish is telling us, Kirum Zulus. Kirum, when something is raised up, it's the same word as Kerem. When something, when we look at the product, when we, when we step back and we, we have a broader perspective of something, we can see where things started and what the root of things are. When we're inside, let's say, of a culture, if we live in the Western world, it's very easy to, to get caught up in what's important to the Western world. Fame, fortune, money. You can even read Jewish magazines, from magazines, and have confusion about what's really important. Is the Torah the center of our lives? Are the mitzvahs the center of our lives? Is business the center of our lives? Is popularity, food the center of our lives it's easy to get confused when we're inside but you see HaKadosh Baruch Hu God gave us an incredible netia. He planted in us eternal life was planted in, in our midst we are the plantling of HaKadosh Baruch Hu of God which is synonymous as this measure says with Torah with mitzvahs and the nations of the world try to take it out and say, look, this is not valuable. Hey, look, let's have a broader picture. This is not valuable. They try to, they try to use the concept of taking out, of raising up, punishing us, taking us out and punishing us for being committed to Torah, being committed to the true Natiya, the true plant, the true connection planted in the field of God as it were the broader perspective doesn't doesn't it, when we're inside 
when we're stuck and implanted in the in the wrong perspective, the broader perspective seems to try to force us to believe that what's really important, Torah and mitzvahs, is not important. And this medrash is teaching us that in the last moment, which we have access to right now, we always have access to the last moment because Saif Masav and God gave us the secret of what happens in the end, in the very beginning. Hashem gave us the Torah. Right? We have the secret that what is the truth? What is the real broader perspective? What is going out? What is raised up? What do we see truly raised up? Even the thing that looks like when it's raised up is we get punished. Even that itself is really raised up ultimately to show that that was just so that we would have a clean slate and have pure paradise in the world to come. And the righteous have that perspective. They, They leave where they are. They are able to get the full perspective. And even the wicked ultimately see the truth, that they were wrong. And what they valued wasn't valuable. And what they punished, the Jews that were punished by the nations of the world, what they punished the Jews for was really ultimately what was truly valuable. So ultimately we will see And we have an opportunity even today to have this broader perspective to go out in the punishment of the Rishayim, of the wicked. When we see that there's a punishment for doing wrong, when we recognize that we see the judgment of Hashem, we see ultimately what the truth is. And it's so important to recognize that we're in a very unique time. We're in a very special time where we have a very broad view of the results of, let's say, the Enlightenment movements, the the Reform and Conservative movements of, quote, movements of Judaism. We see what resulted. What resulted was nothing. It was destruction. It was liberal ideals that are bringing the world to a very sorry state. And what's the truth? The true power is in Tyra. Look at the Tyra world blossoming. Look at the Haredi world blossoming. Look at the world which is created by Tyra and Mitzvahs. Look how it continues to grow and blossom because the truth comes out in the end. And that's the message of this Medrash and that's the Medrash. That's the message of this particular story. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me that Hashem should help us to have an incredible recognition to be able to see the end, to be able to remove ourselves, to step out of what's going on in the culture around us that deems so many things important that are not really important. Hashem should help us to have the perspective, to be able to stand back and indeed align ourselves with what the Torah tells us, the secret of what's really important. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.